0: you ready? Are we recording? We are recording. Okay. Wow, first
1: time face to face. Face to face in so long. Somebody told me that our last podcast I sounded really tired. And then another person told me that I sounded really sad. Have you ever been tired or sad in your life? I don't know. What does it feel like? (laughs) (laughs) What does it feel like?
0: just saying like yeah this is our first podcast back in the uh the cottage that's
1: right it's crazy well here we are here we are S- things have changed and yet nothing has changed i know uh topic for today yeah what do we got i wanted to uh tell you a story what a story this sounds like too dramatic man i
0: feel like i need some coffee or something with me
1: i got a Lacroix. we're good to go Like croix Story, man. Not really a story, just, you know, a thing Whoa. that happened. So when I was in D.C., I visited a friend. Uh, well, a friend came and picked me up, and we visited another mutual friend, his brother-in-law and sister, who lived maybe like a half hour away. So my friend, he is sort of anti-technology. Mm. He doesn't have a smartphone. Mm. He doesn't watch that much TV, movies. Yeah. He reads a lot. But uh, so one of his birthdays, he asked his mom, for a road atlas and his mom didn't get him a road atlas but got him a gps Mm. and he he started to use the gps but for some reason it broke or maybe he needed to update the maps and he didn't know how to do that so he went back to his mom and asked him for a road atlas and he got one and the reason i uh am bringing this up is because he came to pick me up from easily 45 minutes away into a neighborhood he'd never been to and he didn't use a GPS or, or his phone. Wow. He, he looked it up online before he left. He looked at an online map and uh, just memorized how to get to the place that I was at. And then to get back onto the highway to visit his brother-in-law and sister.
0: Which oh, wow. I'm sure he's been
1: to many times, but not from the place from that I was at. From where he picked you up, yeah. And so I asked him about it and I, I said, why do you do this? Like your life certainly would be easier if you had, you know, a smartphone with the mm-hmm. maps app. Not as good as the weather app or according to the zombie app, but mm. it would have the the map app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so he because he gets a certain amount of pleasure or he feels accomplished, a sense of accomplishment when he arrives at a place. And he used the word, he feels like an adult. Mm. And I think it made me think of like the number of times I ask myself, am I enough? Do I measure up? Am I mature or whatever appropriate to my age and experience? And how I answer that is usually no. But for him, it's like a little thing that it makes him feel like a sense. of He's accomplished. Yeah. Adulthood mm. you know, makes him feel like a mature person. He knows how to get from A to B and doesn't have to rely on his phone. So I just was wondering, you know, do you have any I don't know. For me, it was insightful. Do you think that technology might impede somebody's ability to feel like a mature person? Or a person in general. Just a person with an intellect.
0: Yeah. I guess the question is what it what does it mean to be an adult? How do you distinguish when you're an adult and when you don't? A good question um, I mean, for the longest time, like what up until 150, 200 years ago, there was to be an adult was like a cultural there would be some every culture had their own kind of right of adulthood mm-hmm. where a boy, a girl, a boy would become a man in some way through some kind of right. Yeah, rite of passage. Rite of passage, and you know, a girl would become a woman in some kind of rite of passage. Now we have like adolescence, which never was a thing, huh? Like adolescence is a new thing between a child and an adult. Yeah, kind of like a teenager, but adolescence is like I guess the proper term. Okay. Uh, when, man, I was listening. I was I was listening to a podcast or something, and it was I think it was Catching Foxes, and then they were talking about the idea of adolescence. I don't know how to explain it, but basically there was a point in time with marketing where uh, marketing and advertisement started turning towards young people and adolescents and teenagers to sell things instead of adults. Because um, that's where kind of like the pop culture was, that's where everything was leaning towards. And so instead of like targeting adults, you were targeting adolescents and teens who for the first time, since like 100 years or 150 years, kids are teaching other kids what it means to be a person. When for the longest time, adults were the ones who let their kids know who they were, kind of guided them towards adulthood and guided them Mm -hmm. towards life. But now we have social media, we have Uh, TV, we have Instagram, we have Snapchat run by uh, adolescents and teenagers and young people where these young people look up to other young people who don't know anything to find their identity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, And so it's scary, dude. It's really scary. (laughs) That adolescents are forming each other. Adolescents are forming each other. Yeah. Through social media, kids are learning how to be a person by other kids and other influencers who are their age. For the longest time, we looked up to our mom, we looked up to our dad to teach us who we were and their own faith to teach us who we were so that we could grow into adulthood, which they have already experienced through wisdom and through through practice. If I was a, If I was a kid right now, watching social media and learning who to be through my peers, I don't think I would be a Christian, I don't think I would ever have become a priest. Because I learned who I am, how I am loved, through my mom, through my dad, and through people who were older than me, showing me you have greater dignity than just as an adolescent or a kid. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. But now we have YouTubers who are like on YouTube all the time, as adolescents. Yeah. Doing nutso things, but everyone else, all all their peers are watching, and yeah. that's who they look up to. You yeah, watch... Adults don't matter anymore.
1: The Mr. Beast videos. We watched one together, didn't we?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The
1: the The millennial the, guys. That, that would be
0: a good podcast, talking about the money one.
1: I felt like we... Didn't we mention that back in the day? I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't know. They open. They're sponsored by Angry Birds and like these yeah. other big um, contributors. where they give them millions of dollars? Yeah. And so they opened up like a free car dealership, a free bank. Um, they have these silly competitions where you have to like go through a revolving door, and the last person that does wins like a hundred thousand dollars or stays yeah. in a in an inflatable pool of cereal and milk. I, yeah. I wonder. I think in every age, you're conditioned by your peers you're conditioned by your parents you're conditioned by the culture right Mm -hmm. in every single age and so there's always going to be that teenagers are always going to look to each other to see what is what is trendy what is cool yeah definitely oh of course but i think the problem comes more so with the parents with the adults yeah. Who try mm-hmm. to relate to their children as a peer mm-hmm. when family and society is not supposed to be structured that way. Yeah. I think in a way we're kind of talking about two different things. Mm-hmm. But it's no, it's related. I think we tangent in a
0: little bit, but yeah, there's there's a lot to it sounds like here.
1: yeah, your concern is mostly like about the formation of children into being fully functional adults. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And mine's more like culturally like where yeah. are we as a culture? Yeah. Should things remain the same? Like should an office be an office? Or should what does how does technology affect us culturally?
0: I, I do I think you gave a homily about the Zamboni parents. Did you talk about that in a homily? I don't know if it's in a homily, but it's certainly so like a in talk a talk. About it, yeah. yeah.
1: get like, that from Father Mike Schmitz. My my name's Father Mike Schmitz and this is Essential Presents.
0: Yeah, that's who talks about it. He talks about Zamboni parents being like the prevalent parenting style of the culture where a parent wants to be like a Zamboni and create this clear, perfect, smooth, incredibly safe surface so that their kids can like coast through life. Whereas a
1: Christian parent, the goal of Christian parenting is... The goal of Christian parenting is to teach your child to be a strong witness to Jesus amidst pain and suffering. Yeah. So if there's no cracks in the ice or everything's smooth then once they actually experience pain or suffering then they're not going to know what to do they have not been conditioned
0: yeah. either leave the faith or or succumb to, to yeah, just
1: sadness exactly. despair depression
0: so father mike schmitz talks about the the goal of christian parenting being to instill to instill courage and fortitude in your children so that they can live a life in the spirit a life of faith Amidst suffering and pain. Yeah.
1: To make them strong. To make them strong, exactly. Not to protect them. So he says primary duty of a parent is not to protect your child. Yeah. It's to make them strong. You know, when hardship does come, they don't just let go of God. Like, oh, God hates me because something bad happened. Uh, that's totally juvenile. Yeah. Uh, but to be mature. I
0: mean, protection is part of it. You know, to be able to give your life for your kids, to protect your kids from... Like impending dangers, of course, but like on a daily basis to strengthen them, to make them strong is uh, the best thing that you can do as parents.
1: Yeah, make them strong. So all those parents out there, stop pretending. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The Bible passage that I um, was thinking about was John chapter 16. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. So the idea that a parent um, is supposed to make the child give the child courage yeah strength yeah I love that because Jesus says in the world you will have trouble but take courage out of conquering the world he who made us sustains us in all things and protect us I don't know you got your hands full on this one hey oh just sort of like two running po- podcasts yeah, side by side yeah we talked we went over to the um, Santucci's and had dinner and it was very fun nice it was very good their families in laws came too so shout out to the Santucci's hey Santucci's hey Hey, Deacon Pat I'm Deacon Pat That's now Father Pat Father Pat Father Pat What a great celebration, huh? Yeah Father Pat he Got to meet his, his family His parents Yeah um, His nephew Was hilarious yeah. yeah Good people surround themselves with good people Amen That's right So it all There's a group of good people You want to shout out to anybody? No, I got no one I just got back So People don't know I exist Oh, they'll be coming to the door soon Don't you wait.
0: (laughs) Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.